You're listening to the Lifetime Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back. This week on the Lifetime Podcast, we have play-by-play announcer Joe Godet. But first, if you haven't found us on Twitter at LifetimePod, or me on Twitter at MrJohnson1221, or on Instagram at MJRyan1221, you should go ahead and do that, because those will give you all the information that you need to know about the podcast. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, so no matter if you are an Apple or an Android, you can find us, so no worries there. So, this week, and it, uh, let me backtrack a little. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, I might as well tell you what it's about. It is a podcast that is specifically a platform for people to tell their stories. Um, if you, whether, you know, you're an extremely successful businessman or, you know, you're someone who's just kind of gone through life and, you know, maybe you don't feel that successful, but you still have some stories that you could tell that would benefit other people. So this is essentially just a podcast for stories that hopefully can help someone who's listening. So, this week we have play-by-play announcer Joel Godet. He's the play-by-play announcer for Ball State Radio and TV. And then he's also done a variety of other sports, such as CrossFit in Rio uh, and things like that. He has his own podcast called Play-by-Playcast. So if you're interested in becoming a play-by-play announcer, or you are one, and you want to learn more about the craft, go ahead and go check that out. His uh, podcast is on all the same platforms. I believe his are on SoundCloud as well. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, dive in and send it on over to Joel Godet. Uh, <laughs> what sports don't I do? Uh, football, basketball, baseball are the main ones. Throw some volleyball in there and then... Uh, I mean, I've, I've dabbled in anything ranging to field hockey and gymnastics, so a little bit of everything. Oh, wow. So you, you're a very well-rounded play-by-play announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day, but I'll take it. <laughs> so in case people out there aren't sure, what exactly is a play-by-play announcer? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, if I can put this in, in SEC terms for you, um, we are the, the Eli Gold, the Rod Bramblett. Um, we are the voice that you are listening to in your car uh, or on your patio or at your tailgate uh, that tells you what's going on. Uh, we're basically your eyes and ears for those that aren't at the event or if you are at the event. A lot of people do like to listen. Um, you know, take their kind of transistor radios, their, their their little, you know, I don't know what they're called, those little things you, you latch onto your ear, they usually come out at the Super Bowl, um, and you can listen in the stadium too. Uh, you know, you have that soundtrack to whatever you're seeing, and you get information to what you're, what you're seeing. So we're kind of that voice of the game, if that makes sense. So what was your journey to becoming the voice of Ball State? Yeah, so you you cut your teeth, um, you you do some different things in some random places. Uh, I've been uh, fortunate that I've I grew up in the in the Northeast. I'm an East Coast guy, and I've kind of been able to to uh, spend the the bulk of my career on this half of the country. Um, so you know, I I graduated from college and I um, went down to Florida and I worked down there um, at the University of South Florida and in minor league baseball, and then went up to South Carolina and worked in minor league baseball and. Um, worked at a couple different colleges along the way. Fairleigh Dickinson University is a small school um, just outside New York City in New Jersey. And, you know, you do enough and you, you, 
hopefully take the right steps and go to the right places and, and get better along the way that you catch somebody's eye. And then when a position like this one opens up, um, you, you put yourself in a spot to, uh, to be the voice of a D1 institution. So when you are up there in the booth or wherever you are and you're calling a game, what, what's it like up there? Because I don't think many people really know what it's like to be up there. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and again, I'll put it in, in, in SEC terms for you here, too, because, uh, you know, I, I called a game two years ago at Texas A&M. And the, the 12th man is one of the coolest places you can go from a football experience, from a sports experience, just from an experience experience standpoint. Um, and in that case, and in a lot of cases, the press box is very high up. And you kind of get this bird's eye view of what the atmosphere is like. So when you're at a place like Texas A&M, you are standing on top of the stadium looking down at the 12th man rocking and looking down on the action. Um, and you really get... You, it, it's an interesting vibe. You just get this cool feel. Um, and then your job is not just to soak that in, but it's also to soak that in and relay it to those people that aren't experiencing it with you, um, which is, I think, a lot of the fun of it. Uh, so so that's really kind of what it boils down to. We do this because we like to go to the events and we like to, to, to have those experiences. And then our job is to share that with you. Um, and that's kind of the, the nutshell of what we go through on a, on a weekend and week out, or if you're talking basketball or baseball, night in and night out basis so can you walk us through like say a football play like a just walk us through what what kind of what kind of goes through your mind as you are calling a play just any random play yeah so there there's a couple of different uh, pieces to it. Uh, first and foremost, I've got to get it back from my analyst. So he is making his point about the most recent play. Um, and then I've got to do the calculation in my head of how much time I've got left to talk before the play starts. And in this day and age, that's not a lot um, because offenses go so quickly. But I'll make that that just that 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 guesstimation in my head, and I'll look at what's in front of me, and I've got to relay what I see and what the formation is. Um, is it a shotgun? Is it a pistol? Is he under center? Are there two wide receivers to one side and two to the other? Are there three to one side and none to the other? Where's the tight end? Where are the running backs? Who are the running backs? Um, what formation is the defense in? Is it a 3-4? Is it a 4-3? Is it a radar defensive line where the defensive line is all standing and they don't necessarily have a set position? Um, is it man? Is it zone? Is it tight coverage in the secondary? Is it soft coverage in the secondary? Is it cover two? Uh, you're looking for all those things. Is there a blitz? Where's it coming from? Uh, and then, of course, you've got to get in the most important things, down, distance, yard line, time, and score. Um, and you're doing all of that in a span of about three to five seconds. Uh, and that's just before the play starts. And uh, once the ball is snapped, you, you're pretty much on the ball. Uh, so it's, you know, quarterback drops. Where is he looking? Where's the rush? Um, and then once he throws, you follow the ball to the receiver. And, you know, is it caught? Is it dropped? Where it is? Um, and then... You, you put a bow on it real quick, you get it to your analyst, he gets it back to you, and you do the whole thing over again, um, you know, some 150 times a night. In all of that, in, the, in all of that real busyness and uh, here and there, and especially when you go to baseball games and you know you maybe have a baseball game every night or maybe your team isn't necessarily doing the best that day, how do you go about keeping interest in games that maybe necessarily don't go so well for your team? 
Uh, that's the, the the fun part. That's the million dollar question. Uh, you know that that's her job at the end of the day, and a lot of it comes down to story. Um, you know why, and, and you have to break that down. There's a macro and there's a micro to that. Uh, you know, you, you break it down on the micro level of why is this game important? Why is this play important? Um, and even if it's not as obvious as its impact on the score, you know, let's talk about minor league baseball. At the end of the day. Wins and losses don't mean anything in minor league baseball. There are some organizations that try to win um, because they're trying to develop a culture. Pittsburgh uh, was very big into that when I was in the Pirates organization. They wanted the guys to win at the minor league level so they knew what it was like to win at the major league level. Um, And that's obviously worked out for them over the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, it's truly an individualistic thing. So if you're down 10 to nothing, this at-bat is still important for Johnny Smith because Johnny Smith is working on trying to you know, do this with a pitch on the outside. Uh, Johnny Smith is batting 110 and is trying to, to get himself back to a respectable spot, and he's doing so by working on his hand positioning. Like You're trying to tell the stories of these individual people within this greater structure that might not be going well for you that night. Um, so you have to look at it that way. You know, football last year. I broadcast a football team that went 2-10, and ten, and the 10 were not pretty. Uh, we, they gave up 50 or 60 points several times throughout the course of the season. And within that, you've got to call the game, but you've also got to keep people around, and you've got to tell stories about people, and you've got to tell them why they should care about all of these people that they're listening to, even though the game is out of hand. And uh, and that's where it becomes fun in terms of getting to know the athletes and their stories and uh, and who they are as people. Do you have a favorite memory from your time in broadcasting? Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton. Um, I, I'm trying to think how to, how to even break that down. Um, I mean, from a, a physical broadcasting standpoint, I mean, I, I've called a couple no-hitters. Those are always cool because you always want to do that, and then you don't want to jinx it, and then it gets to the point where you realize it's going to happen. Uh, you know, that's always fun. Um, you know, the, the the basketball game at Notre Dame this past year that Ball State famously won right before the buzzer, um, you know, that made lead Sports Center. Uh, that was obviously really cool. Uh, you know, the places you get to go, the trips you get to go on. Um, you know, I've been to Salt Lake City because of broadcasting and done a game at Utah. And I, I mentioned the 12th man. And, um, you know, I broadcast the CrossFit games. So I got to go to Rio de Janeiro to broadcast the regional round of that. Like all expenses paid, oh, I wow. got to fly to Brazil. Um, so, you know, there's there's things that this profession affords you in terms of experiences and travels and places you get to see that not everyone gets um but you know i'm sure there are perks to other people's jobs too so uh, i guess it all evens out in some ways so let's say someone is looking to become a play-by-play announcer uh when they get older they're an aspiring uh, broadcaster what are some tips that you would have as far as practice preparation maybe some uh, good colleges and degrees and whatnot uh, yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, you have to you have to want it, and you have to want to work for it. Um, it's not it's not easy. It's hard. Um, you know, for every person that makes it, there are five to ten that don't. Um, and and making it is defined differently by different people as well. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. Uh, you know, making it could be I want to be Kevin Harlan and I want to broadcast Monday Night Football and I want to be 
you know, on the biggest stages and calling the biggest games. Making it could also be, I want to be the voice of high school sports in East Slingshot, wherever, um, and I want to be a local voice that matters to local people in that way. That not not that you don't have a connection with people at a national level, but like that that you have a different kind of connection at a local level. Uh, I think both of those people are very important to what broadcasting is, and both of those people um, are very successful in their own ways. So you kind of have to ask yourself what you want to do and what and what is success to you. Um, and then you've just got to be able to 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 sacrifice. And you know, I live far away from my family; I don't get to see them often. Um, you know, I I um. I think personal life uh, is something that you sacrifice a lot too in terms of friendships and relationships and things like that because it's difficult. Um, the more mobile you are earlier in your career, the better off you are too because uh, sometimes you have to go and go to different places that you might not have gone to originally or that you might that might take you out of your comfort zone. So you have to be flexible um, and you have to be able to do a lot of things and go a lot of places uh, and, and, and know the meaning of the word yes uh, and, and just anytime an opportunity comes like, yes, I'm going to do it. Um, is it for a lot of money? No, but yes, I'm going to do it because I want the experience and it's going to be better for me in the long run. Um, and, you know, for every person that, that has their trials and tribulations and, and has to go to not a knock on Idaho, but has to go to Idaho and, and you know, broadcast and, and cut their teeth there, there will, of course, be the person who was great out of college and immediately is thrust onto the national scene. Like, that happens, too. So if you're really good and you have great talent, like, you know, you'll be found, and maybe it's sooner than, than later. Uh, as far as going to colleges, um, I mean, there's there's a, a host of really good ones. I work at a really good one right now at Ball State. Uh, obviously, I went to Syracuse. That's a great one. Um, you know, Florida, I, I believe, has got a, a, a pretty good um, programmer has churned out some people um, down in the SEC. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's opportunities everywhere um, to, to, uh, to get your start in this, but you just have to be willing to, uh, to work for it. So let's switch over and talk about your podcast, a play-by-playcast. What exactly can you just describe what that's about? Yeah, it's a it's a podcast about play-by-play. So we just talk with other announcers about the craft and what they do, um, experiences they've had, cool games they've called, uh, and how they do what they do. Um, you know what their prep is like, uh, how they call big moments. Um, you know, how they prepare themselves for the big moment, how they use their voice, all those kinds of nerdy things uh, about play-by-play we dive into on a weekly basis. Who's been your favorite person to interview, or do you have a favorite? You know, I was thinking about that this morning, actually. I was I was flipping through some, some old back episodes. Um, you know, Dan Horde is a guy that I've admired a lot. Uh, he's this most recent episode as we record this, uh, you and I here. Uh, Dan Horde's the voice of the Bengals and the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. He was really awesome. Uh, Mike Breen is the voice of the NBA Finals on ESPN and ABC and is the voice of the New York Knicks. Uh, he's really uh, awesome, and he was a cool one to have. John Bugshambi from ESPN, Dan Schulman from ESPN were good ones. Um, we just had Rob Bramblett on. Uh, from Auburn a couple of weeks ago, he was a fun one, um, just because you know we got to talk about the the kick six and and you know we talk about calling big moments. That was a fun one to to kind of relive and understand what's going on in his brain uh, while he's watching something that is just ridiculous play out in front of him. Um, 
Eli Gold was fun too, by the way, just because we we later went down to play Alabama, and I had a chance to to you know sit and talk with him and and uh, get to know him a little bit more. So that was fun too, and and that's part of the fun too is getting to know these guys beyond just a you know a half hour on the phone. So, well, where can we find the podcast? Yeah, you can find it on uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, much like yours, if you're listening to this right now. It's also on YouTube, much like yours. Uh, so if you're listening to this right now, if you just search PXPCast or Play-By-PlayCast, uh, you can find it uh, that way as well. All right, well, again, this has been Joel Godin, the voice of Ball State. Thanks for coming out and taking your time out for this uh, for these couple of minutes here and just telling us about you and what you've done and how you got there. Matt, I appreciate it, man. Best of luck to you with this, all right? All right, thank you.